quick PSA before we get started with this week's show. Under the direction of the Lord, Fill the Well Ministries now has a YouTube page. And for the month of September, I am going to be reading through the book of Psalms and the book of 2 Peter. It'll be a live reading that I will record and put up every day starting September the 2nd and going to September the 30th. Come and feast on God's word with me as we continue to fill the well. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. Sometimes... The hardest thing you will be asked to do as a believer is to believe. Sometimes the hardest thing you will have to do in this Christian life is to lean and depend on everything that the Lord told you. I am reminded in Luke 4, the most detailed account of the temptation of Christ in the wilderness, I'm reminded of just how sturdy you have to become in your maturity as a as a Christian or as old as or as the old mothers would say as a saint. This week, let us explore how you can lean into what God is pouring into you. One of the most incredible things about this Christian life is just how similar and different all of our experiences are as we walk with the Lord. Yet the one thing that ties us all together is this belief in what God has commissioned and called and fashioned us to do. Sometimes the hardest thing is to believe that the Lord will sustain you as he does what he does in your life. It's a reminder to continue to study the book of Colossians, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yet, as I was going through my social media, there was a young woman who spoke about um, your posture and how the Lord is asking you to adjust your posture and that resonated with me because anything that is going to be poured into has to be upright catch that 
anything that is going to be poured into has to be upright. <clears throat> and since it has to be upright, that way its full capacity can be seen. And if the full capacity can be seen, this means that whom is pouring into you knows just how much to pour into you. The one thing that I truly believe is missing right now in the body of Christ is that godly confidence. It is that willingness to be poured into, to be in that space where you you must remain upright to get everything that is coming to you. And sometimes, beloved, that is a hard thing to do because we know that the world is <laughs> can be very distracting. We know that the God by which we must sometimes have to seek early so he may be found, sometimes our alarm clocks betray betray what is really in our hearts to do. I can't speak for anybody else, but sometimes that extra prayer watch is missed because I'd rather sleep in. But the one thing that I am learning is that my posture has to be correct and corrected. Now, I'm sure you're asking, Apostle, what does that mean to have your posture be corrected? You can't pour. How do you pour into a glass? You can't pour into a glass if it's tilted. And even then, before you before you decide what to pour into the glass, you have to pick the size glass that you want, because not every glass can hold everything. The things that God is asking you to do that, that he is commissioning and fashioning for you to do. You must be able to hold what he's you must be able to hold what he's pouring. You must be able to be in a position by which demonstrates that you are able to be sturdy, to be stable, and to be satisfied. I'll say it again. You need the three S's to be sturdy, to be stable, and to be satisfied. Let's explore that further. examine that let us examine what it means to be sturdy in the Lord this means that you have decided that you are going to go all the way with Christ that you have decided that wherever God is taking you he is going to have to lead you he's gonna have to guide you he's gonna have to open the door He's going to have to do everything. And I think sometimes we as believers miss miss that part. Where there is a part of you that wants to do everything yourself. Wants to, wants to get in the kitchen, as it were, and revamp the recipe. Wants to speed up how long something, something has to cook. Wants to adjust the recipe. Add more sugar, less, less flour, and make the cake how you want. But the thing that I find most interesting is that, again, as the old adage says, if you want to make God laugh, give him your plan. And I have found that to be true. The quickest way to make God laugh 
is to give him your plan. The one thing that is needed and necessary in this conversation about being sturdy is being sturdy implies strength. The strength to stand just where you are, bearing all your weight. Now, I know for women, our our weight, our center of gravity is our hips. And for men, it's normally your shoulders. So when you stand, your body, watch this now, your body is in complete alignment with the weight that you have. Being able to move and do everything your mind has commanded your body to do. When you are sturdy in God, you have told the Lord that you are going to stay in alignment no matter what is going on. And that sometimes I understand may be hard for believers, but this is why it is important. In becoming sturdy, this is where the pro- this is where God can begin to weed out, pull up the things that He needs in your life to get glory to get glory out of it. He gets He gets that part of your life by which you have given up control over. I know I, I know that that doesn't sound good. That doesn't that doesn't feel right. But it's those areas that we most protect, that God most wants and wants to do the most with. Because when we trade our will for his, we we now have access to the next level of instructions for what he has for our life. We can, We are now in position to be poured into. We have now made the decision to stay just where we are, as we are, bearing the way, coming to Christ just as we are. And we are ready to receive. And being ready to receive is the most awesome place you can be at. Ah, stability. Being stable in the Lord means that when it gets hard, you don't, your first thought is not, I'm going to quit or God isn't real or God didn't, or God doesn't care. Just like with being sturdy, being stable is more, is being able to accept what is happening to you. While being sturdy is a posture that's very accepting, being stable means that you have now activated the scripture that says, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Your stability in Christ will determine your elevation in Christ. I'm going to say it again. Your stability in Christ will determine your elevation in Christ. If you still are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, if you are still uh, in dealing with the same storm on the same level for the past five, six, seven, eight, ten, twenty years and have not and have not done what God has instructed the first time you encountered you encountered this on this level you're not stable just yet so the next round of pouring you can't hold because what you what God is pouring into has not has not been made sturdy one of the things that they tell you when you're when you're pregnant and you're in your um and the more advanced in your pregnancy, you become, they tell you that there's a certain position that you can't sleep in anymore because it's not beneficial to the baby. 
it's not beneficial to what you're carrying. So you have to begin to adjust your body to the new condition. You have to then say to yourself, this is what I'm going to now have to adjust to, to become stable in, in order to carry what it is that I'm carrying. The same thing at so in the natural, so in the spirit, what God has entrusted into you, what he's made you sturdy enough to handle, you're going to have to be stable enough to handle, which means that what God has told you to do, you must do it. You must be able to withstand it. And again, withstanding comes comes with maturity, but it all but it also comes with that with that ability to be sturdy. You can no longer be tossed to and fro. You have to be planted. You have to every time you get rebuked, you don't have to you don't you can't suck your lips and roll your eyes. When you are told that, you know, you have to serve, you shouldn't set you then your the next word out of your mouth should not be what you cannot do. When God tells you that you can't have that specific spouse, that specific that specific partner, or these group of people around you anymore, you can't throw your hand you can't throw your hands up and ha- and have a tantrum. You have to grow up. And the beautiful thing about about this faith journey is God grows you up. He wants you to be sturdy. He has a desire for you to be sturdy. He has a desire for you to be whole. We know the word says in John 3, 16, that God so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he that believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, sta- that's stability. God is so crazy about you that he made a way for you to get back before you even knew you were lost. Now, that, that's, that's good all by itself. But you have to remember that being stable means that God, I'm right here, no matter what's going on. It's going to be me and you. This relationship is more, is the one I want, the one I prize above anything else. Whatever you're asking me to do, God, I'm going to do to the best of my ability. If I mess up, if I fall, if I, if I don't do it right, Lord, I repent and put me right, put me back in right standing. Being stable doesn't mean perfect. I'm going to say it again. Being stable does not mean that you're perfect. It means that God is perfecting you. And for this last S, I think that we will be able to put a nice bow around this that will indeed strengthen you for the journey ahead. And the last S for our time together is going to be satisfied. And I know sometimes that is a loaded word for Christians. But being satisfied is just what the Apostle Paul spoke about. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And also when Paul said that I've learned how to abase and how to abase and abound. Being satisfied in God in this process of him pouring into you means that you are at peace with whatever happens next. That you are learning that what God is pouring into you is just what you need at the right time. But at the same time, to be satisfied, to get to that that feeling point, you have to continue to put yourself in God's way. 
what am I saying? I'm saying to you that in this portion of being satisfied that you are going to have to move the distractions out of the way. You're going to have to immerse yourself in his word. You're going to have to be around. You're going to have to be around a community of faith. You're going to have to pray. The things that God is telling you on the next level of your poor or is your next level of instructions. Everybody wants to get prophetic words and run around churches and fall out. That's great. But you just have to get up and then do. A wise woman uh, named Apostle, Apostle Sharon Ruff Peters told me, told me like this. She said, your job after hearing the, the, the prophetic words spoken over you is to now become the prophecy. To be satisfied means you are now becoming the prophecy. You are now being endowed with the power to, again, be satisfied in what God is telling you to do. Because now you are stable because you've been sturdy. You've been proven. The word says it lets you, if the word tells us that once you've, su- once you've suffered a while, and it's only and it's only a while, and that is on that is not to be compared to the joy that is coming. We know that if we suffer with him, that we can't we can't reign with him if we don't suffer for him. Sometimes being satisfied means that the things that you want to do, you can no longer do. This means that the things that God has commissioned and fashioned you to do, you are going to have to do, even if no one likes likes or shares it. Or you don't get support right away. Or people think you're crazy. Look at what they did to Noah for, while he was building the ark. The one thing you must understand is in this in this threefold process is that God is yet still speaking. He's yet still not going to abandon you. He is going to pour into you on the level by which you will be satisfied. And satisfied satisfied again in this in this capacity means that you have reached a point where you can't be that nothing else can be poured into you which then means you need a larger container come on now you need something bigger to hold what god is putting into you next this is going from faith to faith and from glory to glory you have to understand that what god is putting on the inside of you you need to understand that it is yours it is your responsibility and he is going to mature you and establish you because there are way too many believers in the body at the first sign of trouble, they want to run. At the first sign, they're going to have to fight that they don't want no parts of it. But they want, all, but they want you know, victory with no struggle. That's not possible. The kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent taketh by force. For your weak, for your weak, what I want to endow you with is this. You must understand that God is crazy about you. He loves you and he, he has such a great plan for you. And I know sometimes people think that, you know, God having, having a plan feels intrusive because you want to be consulted in your own life. But once you become part of the family of God, it's not that God wants you to be a lemming. No, 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 no. You still have your own autonomy. You still have your own thoughts and behavior patterns. That doesn't, that doesn't change. What changes is now you have access to the thing that God has wanted for you, the thing that God is going to give to you. That's like with my that's like with my own natural children or your natural children. You have an idea of what you want to get them, let's say for a holiday or a birthday or a special or a special occasion. But until they complete that level, until they do the until they do the prereqs, until they complete complete those classes, get that degree, then they don't have access 
to anything to anything else on that level because they won't be able to one appreciate it or two care for it. The things that God wants to do in your life are tied to obedience, yes. They're tied to faith, yes. They're tied to your ability to listen and follow instructions, yes. And the one thing that I must admonish you as as believers in Christ is that God's will for your life is more expansive than you could ever think. And I'm going to tell you this for free, that... You know you're getting close to what God has for you when everything when everything feels like an irritation. When you're being stretched because now God has put what he has poured into you now has to be poured into now he has to grow you up in the spirit in such a way that what he's poured into you he can pour back into you in a larger capacity. We know also that we prophesy in part. Now that you've had this one part, you now get the other part of it. But God's will is not scary. If anything, it is amazing. It's amazing because what God desires for you is so far beyond our capacity to understand because God seeing the end from the beginning knows exactly the experiences that we're going to need to value what it is that he's going to do. So that again, we can be sturdy in what he's going to, what he's going to pour into us. That we can bear the that we can bear the weight of what of of that of that call of that particular assignment of that particular designation or duty. That we can then become stable in our minds, not being double not being double minded, not wanting to give up, not wanting to say immediately this is too hard and I quit because he wants to establish you. That we may be satisfied in him. Again, that doesn't mean that you're a lemming. That doesn't mean that, this, this, as uh, Hamlet says, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune won't come your way. But it means that you have access to a God that wants to guide you through that. Who is going to use every experience that you've had to do something miraculous. To do something by which... You may not even see the fruit of, but you are the seed of somebody else's miracle. Somebody catch that. Your your testimony is the seed of someone else's miracle. Because sometimes people just need to see that somebody made it. But as you go on your day today and into your week, remember that God is for you. Remember that God is always pouring. And remember that God is crazy about you. So as he pours, remember to be sturdy, be stable, so that you can be satisfied. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is ApostleJBHarris at gmail.com. Again, that is A P. 
O-S-T-L-E, J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you and may your well stay full.